Welcome back to the Anthony Murphy Podcast. Today we are talking to Alexi O'Brien. Alexi has over a decade of board-level experience across both commercial, government, and not-for-profit. She's worked at major brands like Osmosis, Lululemon, and Lorna Jane, and she's currently a local director at the Local Learning Network. We've got Alexi in to talk all things company, brand, business, and performance. Very excited to share this episode with you. Stay tuned. It's coming right up. Cameras are rolling. We are recording. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Murphy Podcast. Very, very special guest with me today. Um, I actually, this morning, was doing a little bit of research and was going to type up the intro and all that sort of stuff. And I was in your LinkedIn bio and I was like, why am I bothering to type something up? Because everything is there. And I just want to read this out. Like, I haven't actually done this before, um, but I want to read this out because it gives you a very good... Um, indication in terms of the caliber of guests that we have on the show today um so let's get straight into it so with me on the podcast today we have alexi o'brien uh who is a profoundly experienced professional business person uh, and her list of achievements uh, and experience is quite extensive so here we go in terms of alexi uh she has a wide range of experience um, from a board level uh, and also from an executive capacity. I'm just going to run through some of the things here. So Alexi is the co-founder and CEO of Awardly, uh, leading, leading strategic and operational development and the COO of Tell Me Group, uh, where she's raised $5.5 million worth of capital, developed the group's go-to-market strategy. Prior to that, she was the general manager of Osmosis, uh, managed the Rip Curl brand, where she achieved $21 million of Christmas sales, the largest in the company's history, as well as delivered eight complex profit-generating and capital-saving projects, including an $850,000 marketing campaign with 30 million impressions. As Kit and Ace's head of country, she achieved revenue of $6 million in the first year of trade across 10 retail outlets, and she's also had experience as the general manager and financial controller at Lululemon, where she grew revenue from $2 million to $100 million in the first seven years of operation, opening 30 retail stores across Australia and New Zealand. She has a Bachelor of Commerce, uh, a chartered accountant, and has graduated uh, the Australian Institute's company directors as well. Uh, Alexi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Anthony. Um, so... There is so much that we could dive into and unpack there, um, but we are going to stick to a bit of a time limit today, um, but I would love you to just give us a little bit of insight into your backstory uh, and essentially how did you achieve so much? Like what has got you to this point? Because that is a very, very impressive resume. Oh, thank you. I started life as an accountant, um, chartered accountant in tax um, and had a, a really big vision to go travel overseas. And so while I started in professional services, mm -hmm. I really wanted to jump into commercial business and, yep. and uh, use that as a, a jumping point to, to go travel and ended up in London. I lived in Toronto and wow. um, North Carolina um, and started working for a, a fire protection company that I ended up with for seven or eight years, worked in Bangkok, Thailand, um, and then made my way home. And I loved the commercial side of business um, mm. and moved from fire protection and manufacturing to HR where I really got an understanding of 
um, leadership and you know yep. the importance of the whole human capital life cycle as a finance person. Mm. That was a real eye-opener for yep. me. Love that. And then from there I um, fell into Lululemon, um, which was a real uh, game changer and I think you know where I really um, gained my um, leadership credibility yeah. um, over time. I've left finance. Um, we were a $2 million operation when I started and it was before the IPO. Yep. And, Can uh, I ask how you fell into Lululemon? Like how does that happen? Yeah, I just, well, I, I, it was a, a job that was advertised as a yep. financial controller for a yep. small company that nobody at that point in mm. Australia had heard of mm. at all. Yep. Um, and I applied for the job. Um, you know, I did take a step back from what I was doing, but I just, I, I really believed in the vision yeah. of the business, you know, the yeah. fact that it was um, a personal development brand that had a very clear purpose-led mission um, yes. It was aligned with my personal values. Yeah. Um, it was an industry I hadn't really worked in in retail, so there was that whole growth mm. um, yep. opportunity for me. New um, and exciting. Yes, new and exciting. Plus yep. it was uh, yoga and um, athletic um aligned which yes. really aligned with me and yep, yep. what what I did yep. so um, I, that's how I fell into it right time like right place very much so yeah. um, we did go through uh, the GFC and mm. very quickly um, after I joined you know had to um, scale a business back very quickly or at least right size it and, and make some changes to the yep. structure of the business but that allowed us to then um, you know grow you know, once we got through that period mm. um, and it certainly allowed me, um, you know, having been in finance, I had to reach out and, you know, really help um, support the growth of the business and it really allowed me to learn yeah, <laughs> at yeah. retail as a, as a business um, and learn leadership and, yep. and how to grow a business. Had a really great um, CEO and mentor, uh, David awesome. Lorne, who was uh, a big entrepreneur um, in Australia. Yes. So being able to support him through that growth period um, was just phenomenal. Yeah, I can only mm. imagine. Excellent. Yeah. And like again, like that was still fairly early on in your career. Oh, relatively. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, it certainly a, a awakened a, a passion for entrepreneurial yeah. uh, leadership, um, being involved in purpose based uh, businesses as yep. well, yep. Um, and businesses that are interested in um, growth and mm. and you know, how you align a vision and a product for your customers with um, an internal vision for your people as yeah, well. Yes, yeah. yes. And like, yeah, critical things. I think even more so maybe in business today, like we see a, a lot more businesses and maybe it's just because we're living in a world where you can, um, you know, promote and, and distribute this information around, you know, purpose-led businesses a lot more. But it's definitely a, a very much a... Um, you know, an increasingly popular way to start a business is to have the the why um, and all the benefits for both the consumer and the people that work for the company mm. and really have that at the forefront and really just be driving that message mm. um, and then people align with that and then you, 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 know, you get growth from that. Well, Simon Sinek and, you know, start with yeah. why. Um, mm. it's it, People resonate and can, you know, connect with yeah. why you're doing something mm. um, more than just the what or the how. Yeah. Um, and especially for team, you know, they, they come to work, they're working really hard, having mm. something that they get to believe in and jump out of bed for yeah, 100%. every day and, and that they're personally aligned with um, makes or makes a big difference. And I think as a 
business owner, um, as a leader in a business, you're going to have tough times. So having yeah. that, you know, why are you doing it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It is really, really why, important. Why get out helps, of bed in the morning, yeah. Yeah, it helps you get through those tough times when you can just like recalibrate and it's like, why am I doing this again? Mm, mm. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that's something that, um, you know, in, in my business journey as well, I've been very, very conscious of um, personally because I just remember my own experiences early on in my life career. Um, but again, having... Um, you know, uh, a destination or a, a career path in place for people that work within the business as well. Like it, it's so important because, um, you know, it's it's quite easy for the business owner to get, you know, just have all of their focus on, you know, growing the business, making payroll, getting everything done. And then it's, well, I have this team of people here that come yeah. into work every day. Yep. Their time is just as valuable as mine. Yep. What's what? Where are they going? What do they want to be doing? Like you know, what's what's their future looking like? Absolutely. Um, and you know, for myself, I know that it's it's so important. You know, we're going through a big phase right now of you know working through career progressions for for all of our team here. It's like you know, where do you want to go? And it's not just from um, you know the business point of view. Where do we want you to go in your role? But yeah. It's like where do you want to go? Absolutely. Because like you know, we're not kidding ourselves. You're not necessarily going to be working at our company for the rest of your life. No. But where do you want to go? Because you're going to get the best out of people when they're happy they're working towards their goals absolutely um you know and it's just a, it's a snowball effect yeah absolutely um i think both in most of the businesses i've worked in you know lululemon kitten ace um osmosis um board advisor for a great activewear business called nimble activewear mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it is all about you know helping people to understand what their goals and where they're wanting to go but yeah. also what their personal values are because when you can connect with your team and your employees and what matters to them mm. it helps you to be able to coach and guide them 100%. you know in in the role that they're doing but also to help stretch them because often as a leader you know you're a bit older you're a bit wiser um, you can see potential and capability mm. in people sometimes before they know it or see it or even think that they want it yep. for themselves mm. and so being able to connect with them and help them grow an awareness of things that are possible outside of what they know yeah. um, really helps you to create an engaged, uh, powerful, high-performance team mm. that allows mm. you to continue to grow your business. But I agree with you. you know, if you can send people off out into the world to follow their own path, it's, it's not just about your business. It's about, well, how are we all actually mm. aware and growing and have, having these you know, high-performance conversations that actually will impact yep. the world, especially when you're layering in skills like communication and yes. um, self-development type of, yeah. of skill sets, yeah. um, you know, I think the world will be a better place the more we do that. We could uh, we could have an entire podcast just on that topic, but uh, <laughs> may, maybe another day. I'd love to talk to you about um, obviously, you know, with your experience in you know significantly large companies. Um, for the most part, you know, people you know listening to this podcast, I know are definitely in that SME space. Yeah. So I'd love you to touch on the the difference between you know business operations just business in general from mm. an sme perspective and yeah. how that you know differs to really large 100 million dollar companies yep. um are there any significant differences you know we can often say you know i've got my own startup maybe i'm doing a million rev a year uh would love to get to x amount or you know you look at the really big brands and you yep. go geez you know how can they be so successful yeah is there similarities uh, you know is there things that at a small well, level it's the same in the big level well, all big businesses started out small at some point. 
And they all started with a founder who had a vision about a product and a customer mm. that needed that product or that solution. So yep. all businesses started out there at some point in time. So, so um, it's easy for you know big businesses to forget that you mm. know, because employees come and go. But I think that um, for small businesses... You know, what I'm finding, having now moved to the region, um, small businesses, the, the founders, they're extremely hardworking. Mm. They, they do have a very, very clear um, passion for what they do and yep. commitment to their customers and their team as mm. well. So they're similar. Yep, um, 100%. So it's just in terms of how they grow. You know, it's often within the SME space all resting on the founder or the owner. Yeah you know, the multi-hat that they need to wear and how, you know, growing the business, you know, they go through a journey of growth and starting to let go Mm. and hiring and and that process all the way through of letting go and recalibrating and growing and resetting Mm. and... Delegating and... and Delegating. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great point to make because, again, like, you know, the, the company that's doing 100 million in revenue is not you know, run by one person or the CEO (laughs) doing everything. Uh, That's definitely not the case. Um, But I feel like, yeah, again, that's a, that's a business journey. And for some people, you know, obviously they don't want to be running a, you know, six, seven, eight figure company. um, And that's completely okay. But for those who are in business and they do want to be, you know, two, three, 10 times bigger than what they are now, or at least they have those aspirations. um, What would your advice be to them? Like, you know, if they, they feel like they've hit a bit of a ceiling um, and, you know, they're just not able to sort of, you know, crack to the next level. Um, obviously, there's many, many reasons why that might be the case. Yep. But just from a personal level, as a business owner, what are some things that they could potentially be looking at to sort of open those doors? I think one of the first things is why do you want to grow? Mm. <laughs> why do you Great want? Great question. Yeah, why do you want to be that big? Is it yep. is it uh, ego based thing? Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that you? are doing to uh, be able to afford or uh, get to a, yep. a, a next level or earn more for you or for the for the people in the business? Mm-hmm. Is there a need um, from a product, from a, a customer perspective? Great so that would be the, like, why do you really want that? Mm. Is there an opportunity for you to be more profitable yes. um, in your business at the same size? And is that enough? Mm. Um, is there, you know, because growth just for the sake of growth isn't necessarily good. So true. It's got to be profitable. So, yes. um, so I think you know, making sure that as you're going through, that there's definitely the market for mm-hmm. what you're wanting to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be around you being able to hire to scale. Yep. Um, how do you do that mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do you start to put systems and processes in place? Yep. Yep. Um, that aren't – it's not all tied to you as a founder mm. or a couple of key people in your team. 100%. Mm. And I think, like, that's one of the, the biggest challenges for people too is, you know, is in that letting go um, and in delegating and in, you know, trusting your team. Mm. Um, and, again, so many different ways we could go into that. But I think, you know, from my personal experience, I know that I'm not going to grow uh, a business um, – to where I want to get it doing all the jobs myself. Like I need to hire people who are better at me uh, at what they do in order to be able to get to that next level, right? Because, you know, I'm not the best at everything. So I need to be able to hire people who can do a better job for me. Um, and then in terms of like that that letting go of control, um, you know, 
you know, we're worried, you know, are they going to do a good job? Are they going to upset someone? Are they going to say something that, you know, could cost us money, all that sort of stuff? Again, that comes down to your training, your procedures, you know. You, yep. you need to build a business um, that's not, you know, just in your head, but yeah. it's something that is um, tangible that people can follow um, and that's where you get that scale and you get that growth. I think and it comes back to communication and in that delegation, mm. you know, making sure that they're set up, which is often about you, not them. Yes, yes. Um, you know, setting them up, making sure that there's clear expectations um, and that they you're not ever giving them enough rope that they're going to go and mm. hang themselves. You're giving them enough rope that they can go and test some things, make some decisions, yeah. make some mistakes because the learning through the making mistakes will be valuable and yep. gold um, yep. if you can reflect and put in place, okay, well, how do we do it differently next so time? So true. Um, and often with people, they're going to bring better ideas and more diverse yeah. ideas and perspectives so than, than you have. Mm. And I think that is incredibly valuable that diversity yep. and um, ability for your team to contribute yeah. um, their ideas. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And if you can, um, if you can really embrace that, that's where you can you know, often unlock some exponential growth because all of a sudden, um, you know, instead of one brilliant mind, you have however many. Yep. Um, and that just takes you know, that just completely changes the business as well. And it's often in. Um, in situations where you have constraints around resources, mm. you know, time yes. and financial, yep. that if you allow the team yep. the, the creative space, they mm. will actually come up with more innovative ways yeah, of thinking and doing things that yeah. you might not have thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack Delosa says it uh, all the time. He's like, you know, cash constraint for business is one of the best things you can have. Absolutely. Because it just forces you to be better and do better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I worked at Kidnace. Um, it was a, a follow-on company w with the Wilson family from Lululemon. And yep. we, you know, we did have mm. relatively substantial budgets and it doesn't guarantee success. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've exactly. got to have all of the pieces that well, you've got to have the timing right. You've got to have yep. the product align with your marketing message mm -hmm. um, to be able to have success just yeah. because you have deep pockets and resources. It's, it's, I actually agree with that comment, uh, that quote. It's um, Yeah, it makes you limiting. think about where, where is the dollar best spent, essentially. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it stops you being innovative and creative and yeah. really looking at how do we make a really good business mm. that is profitable and meeting a need and is sustainable and scalable for the long term. Yeah, mm. yeah, I love that. Um, would love to also touch on the local business network. Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, moving more into that coaching, facilitating space that you are also in, um, and I think it kind of ties into what we've spoken about already in terms of, um, you know, any... Uh, why or directional goals or growth mm. that a business owner wants to have, um, you know, myself personally, extremely, um, you know, invested in um, advisory mentorship, yeah. um, you know, having somebody else who, you know, can share their experiences and also help you get to the next level, um, you know, that's critically important for me. And I know that's a lot of, you know, what you do with the local business network. So yeah, tell us yeah. about that. So I'm part of a local business network of trusted advisors. Mm -hmm. So we support small to medium business owners. So part of my journey now, yep. um, Empty Nesta, we've moved to regional Victoria, which I love. Awesome. Um, everybody's been so incredibly welcoming is, you know, how do I start to add back and, and give give back to, mm. to the community? Um, and so there's a series of 
you know, experienced uh, people in our network and um, it's about supporting local small to medium business owners. The business network does um, fr free PR testimonials, um, so but we also support business owners um, coaching and mentoring them you know, what are the three big areas that you need to focus on in business to make the right decisions mm. to get to where you actually want to go? And yep. sometimes those small to be business, medium business owners, they haven't even stopped to consider where they actually want to yeah. go, why they're doing it. They've really mm. fallen into it, to use that term again. They've yep. fallen into it um, and to be able to take a step back and then build some, you know, purpose behind it with yeah. a, a roadmap to allow them to also reclaim their life because mm, a lot of them mm. are working 60 or 70 hours a week yeah. you know they're the bookkeeper they're the marketing manager they're the technician <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> that's a All knowing laugh yeah. yes yes very much so very much so um yeah you get stuck working in it instead of on it and um often, yeah often that can be to and again it depends what, what your goals are but often that can be to the detriment of the business as well yeah so how do how do how do we support them to focus on what the high payoff mm. activities will be yep. rather than the low payoff activities that they yep. can out outsource or delegate mm. um, to other people and helping them realise what are the decisions and in what order should you do them. So yes. it's incredibly rewarding work yep. um, helping young business owners that really have created almost a, a business by accident and is doing quite well but they have lost their, their yes. life. Yes. Um, and how do they, you know, create more freedom, more 100%. money and, and gain scale mm. um, over the long term. So yep. very, very, very rewarding. Um, plus they have a network of advisors across Australia and New Zealand as well that, um, that we can all leverage and, and share um, ideas and industry knowledge um, yep. from as well. So. It's so good. I think um, you know, a comforting thing for anybody who is out there in business and is you know potentially feeling a little bit overwhelmed or swamped or you know all of a sudden you know I wanted more freedom but now I've you know I'm just a slave to you know a glorified job essentially. Yeah. Um, you know there is a lot of help out there. You know there are people like yourself who yeah. have you know lots of experience and oftentimes you know it doesn't have to be you know it, it's it's not necessarily a complete reinvention of yourself or your all. business either no. it's all the you know just having someone like They're yourself small decisions yeah 100% you know, little tweaks yep. along the way exactly yeah yep. you know look at um you know again look at the why look at how you're doing things how can we optimize things and again you know it's not making big changes or completely changing things yep. it's just hey let's get this more aligned to you know what your vision and your goals and your purpose is um you know so that if it was starting a business to have more freedom and flexibility uh, and now it's the complete opposite. What can we do to slowly transition that? Because yeah. it is completely possible. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, business is a skill essentially. Yeah. Like, I mean, would you agree with that? Is it something that you can be taught? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people have an innate sense of, you know, mm. you know desire to, to grow with uh, a healthy uh, risk profile. Yeah. Um, whereas other people have fallen into it and they've, you know, had a technical skill and they wanted yeah. to, you know, or they haven't had a choice. They've had to run it as a business to stay employed. Yep. And then they've had to learn all of the skills along the way, like the finance and mm. cash flow and yes. uh, reporting and hiring and, you know, performance management and growing people so and strategy and marketing. That, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, We're not born all, with all of that. No. Yeah. But, but there are also things that are so specialised mm. that it's not worth 
jumping into, Very you true. know. So like digital marketing, for example, mm. you know, it changes so much and yeah. it's such a specialised skill and there's, you know, that's just that's one component of marketing. Yes, yes. You know, and, and you can do a... a a very basic job and get reasonable results but if you're a product-based business or a service-based business that's trying to reach a broader audience mm. you know leveraging um specialists for things 100 that are specialized skills is also yep. um, going to help you move the needle forward yeah um bookkeeping accounting tax that kind of stuff as well yeah mm. love that and i think that's extremely true one of uh you know my my personal advisor um brett he has a saying uh that you know rings true to me day in and day out you need to ask yourself the question who not how as yeah. a business owner because if you're constantly asking yourself oh how do i get more revenue or how do i you know do this all that sort of stuff you need to switch it to who who can help me do it yep. from a perspective of um, who do i need on my team who can help me do this better or who do i need to um, you know, engage as a, a mentor, an advisor, a coach to help yep. you get to that next level. Right? So just keep asking yourself who, because the more you ask yourself how, you know, you've got a ceiling, you've got a limit, you've got a capacity, you can only do so much. So start to look yeah. externally. And then also focus on, well, what is your skill set that only you can do? 100%. And that you exactly. love doing. Yeah. Because yep. the more you can focus on what you love doing and why you did it and, you mm. know, Doubling down on that. That's right. Delegate everything else or outsource it. Yes. Um, the better off the business will be. Yep, 100%. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Love that. Um, what I would love to do, uh, Alexi, is get uh, your perspective on the current business landscape. You mm. know, we... You know, we're coming towards the end of, of 2021. Um, you know, things are starting to open up uh, and we don't have to go into the whole COVID conversation, but we'd love to get your perspective on just what the general business landscape is like. Um, let's just, you know, keep it in uh, Australia-based at this point. Mm. Um, and, you know, do we have lots to look forward to as we head into uh, into 2022? I mean, it's a crystal ball. Like, who, who would mm. know? Like, we thought, you know, heading into, you know, 2021. 2021 was going to be so much better. Um, but I do think with the vaccines here now, now, you know we, we will we've reached yeah, uh, we won't be going progress. back hope, hopefully to hopefully to mm -hmm. lockdowns um, I think it's uh, about figuring out how do we stay open it is incredibly complex for business owners especially yeah. uh, business owners that have customer facing um, yes. staff um, yes. it's incredibly complex and challenging I do think that um, people are going to be a little you know, keen to go overseas, but probably a little, they're not mm. going to be rushing to go overseas. So Agree. the ability to um, holiday and um, spend money in Australia will continue to be there. Yep. Um, from personal experience, um, we're trying to build a house. And I think that the building industry is Good luck. Going, to, yeah, <laughs> going to be busy for, I, I've heard, you know, three mm. to five years. Yeah, um, crazy. I, you know, I don't want to predict that, but I think, it, you know, it certainly is challenging mm. um, in the building real estate space um yep. all aspects of it are quite tight um you know from an e-commerce space i think that people are you know in australia we're a little bit late to the party with yeah um e-commerce as a overall percentage of our yes. purchasing i think people are a lot more used to Definitely. that way of working and i think you know shopping will always have that experiential component yeah. to it that will always be here. But I think people are a little bit more comfortable. Yep. And I don't think that will go back to the way it was no. before. No, exactly. So yeah. I think that's something that business owners, you know, should continue to invest in is how, how they have their online presence and their 
uh, online mm. offerings um, yep. available and continuing to invest in that space. Yes, 100%. Um, I think, um, you know, also just how do they keep their staff safe um, as an obligation of uh, so business true. owners um, as well going forward. And yeah. It's just a, it's a, it can be quite challenging. Like, I mean, again, the, you know, the whole COVID situation is another layer on top of, you know, all the complexities that make up business as it is mm. currently. Um, but then, you know, again, you do have, um, I suppose that also, you know, brings back and, and ties in with what we've been talking about is being able to, you know, free up some of your time. If like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if there's so much stuff to keep on top of, it's like, right, mm. well, what can I do to create more space for myself? Yep. Um, you know, what can I do to uh, improve what we're doing, you know, as a business, look after our staff, you know, all that sort of stuff. So incredibly important question, but, um, you know. I think the last thing I'd like to add is, you know, they're talking about this, the great resignation um, coming yes, up as well. So yes. I think uh, the important thing for businesses in the next uh, six to 12 months is focusing on your people yeah, um, yep. and team and, you know, what matters to them, how do you keep them happy and, and engaged and having, you know, like starting dialogues with them, yeah. making sure that, you know, that you know what matters to them. Are they happy? Are they fulfilled? You know, yes. The more you can be in those conversations, the more um, you'll be able to create not a, a loyalty, but you know, just a, a real dialogue with them, mm-hmm. um, and think about the things that you can do to add value and keep them engaged. Yep. Uh, because it's a it's a tight um, employment yes, economy. Yes. Yeah. Out we, there, we have uh, we have several clients in the uh, in the recruitment space, and uh, and even just you know. Our general, uh, you know, clients in our portfolio, everybody's mm. struggling for people. qualified good people. people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. So, yep. look after your people. Exactly. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent, uh, Lexi. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, would love to get you back on the podcast at some stage in the future because uh, there's definitely a lot more that we could dive into. Um, in the meantime, uh, how can people best get in touch with yourself? Uh, they can email me at Alexei O'Brien, A-L-E-X-I-E, O'Brien at tlbn.com.au. Well <laughs> um, otherwise, I'll uh, pop a website. Um, yes, we'll have all the details in the show, in the show notes. notes. 100%. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, Alexi, once again, thank you very much for your time. Um, You're welcome. Well done and uh, hope you first have a... First podcast done. Yes, first <laughs> podcast. First of many, I'm sure. Maybe we'll see, we'll see. But uh, thank you for your time. Thanks, Anthony. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. And I would really appreciate that. Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy and say day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.